What's up, my friends, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found us. So thankful uh, that you guys listen. So whether you've been listening uh, or watching for years or weeks, or this is your first time, welcome in. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. Uh, today, I am joined by co-host John Blevins. Uh, he and I haven't talked in a while. The last time we recorded together, I was at his house, so it has been a while since that one was really pre-recorded. So... Uh, we have a good time catching up. We also um, have an interesting kind of angle on a Catholic story, relatively famous Catholic story you might have heard before um, that may be a little controversial. Hopefully uh, you kind of get where we're coming from. And then uh, we close out the show answering some small group questions that I asked some eighth graders uh, just just to, uh, last weekend uh, to see how John and I do. It is actually quite a good show. We enjoyed it. We hope that you guys enjoy it as well. Well, if you do, please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening, wherever or if you are watching over on YouTube. I hope that you guys enjoy it. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll and not sitting next to me this time. The last time we recorded was right there where he is. Jonathan Lene Blevins. What's up, buddy? It's not as warm here now, both temperature-wise, believe it or not, a month later, or with you next to me. It was it was a good time. It was a really good time being being at your house. I actually mentioned it in the last episode that, that just released last week. Um, last week, I had David Bates on from the Pints with Jack podcast, and he he's British, but he's also of the the Byzantine rite, so an Eastern Catholic Ooh. rite. And we talked about a three-hour conversation I had on your porch with an Eastern Eastern Orthodox guy who's phenomenal. And I learned a lot about Eastern Christianity. And then, uh, so we talked last week about how the, like Eastern Catholicism is kind of a bridge between me and the guy on your porch. It was great. Yeah, that is great. And yeah, Ian, Ian's a great guy. I've seen him somehow twice since then, uh, which is weird. But we always have great conversations as well. Yeah, for sure. So we have both been pretty busy over the last month and a half because like because we did that one pre-recorded at your house i haven't seen you since the first week of march madness we haven't talked in a long time like usually we're pretty clockwork like every three to four weeks or whatever yeah it's been over a month i think it was like march 16th 17th was the the week that march madness was and now it's almost may it's it's just i mean it's by the time people are listening it is may right happy may everyone (laughs) it's gonna be may cinco de mayo coming up my friend Wait, does this release on Secret of Mayo? When does this release? We're clearly pre-recording this. This releases one day, Cinco de Cuatro. One day before Cinco de Mayo. No, I My- just said, never mind. I just said five day four. <laughs> <laughs> Cinco de Cuatro. Uh, it releases on my middle brother's birthday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Oh, I love I love May the Fourth. We got some uh, some some Star Wars uh, discounts coming on Star Wars video games. Just saw that come out. We'll probably get some trailers for some things I'm excited about. Yeah. There's a lot going on, Jonathan. Um, a lot going on in, in the world outside of our brains, but inside inside of our brains, there seems to be a lot going on. You've you've been traveling. Uh, you were just in you're just in Houston. Uh, it seems like you're, you're like you know another another big trip for you. Um, so what what was what was that one all about? Yeah, so I mean, I've, we're University of St. Thomas, one of our biggest partners. They are man, every time I go there, and and every time I work closely with them, I'm just learning how many great things they're doing. Their faculty is amazing. They're kind of reforming and reshaping it. 
Uh, just a lot of good Orthodox, loving Catholics teaching there, and they're growing. Uh, so it's cra- every time I, I go there, I fall in love a little bit more with uh, all the mission that they're doing. And we got to do Around the Halo, one of our live shows live there, which was really cool, um, with, with uh, a guy named JB from Word on Fire, who does a lot of their social media stuff. Got to kind of just do a preview of like, hey, what would this show look like if it was live? every other week or even just once a month. Uh, and so that went really well. And then just recorded some podcasts, seeing things that we're all working on kind of together and kind of dreaming about what the future might look like. I've been asking for professional headshots from all four co-hosts for like three <laughs> years. And we finally got some because of UST. So I am, I'm super thankful <laughs> for, for you going to Houston all the time too. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, there's a chance, like part of what we need to do with Little Flower Media is like a, like kind of a branding thing with a, a you know, a ca- either a Catholic brand or some other branding person that will brand our entire website or make a Little Flower Media logo uh, and then do headshots of Marco McClure and I. So you might have even better headshots right. coming <laughs> out soon. <laughs> that, that, that would be tremendous. But, but you did it. You did lodge a complaint about the headshots uh, about a month ago. Do you remember this? What do you mean? When I was asking you for new headshots, there's something that that my designer does that you're not a fan of. And I, oh. I was surprised by this. Oh, yeah, like blowing up the faces. No, it's what you look like, John. Sorry. Yeah, I know things That's have been busy. Like. You, you, haven't, you haven't been working out as much. Neither have I. I'm not judging. This is a no-judgment ju- zone. But, John, that's what your face looks like, buddy. You Zoomed in? No, it's not zoomed in. It's just cropped. I, I, what you, what you told me originally was like you didn't like that your head was cut off your body. That's yeah, you and so about. and so it makes it look, it makes your head look bigger than it is. Well, you know what makes my head look even bigger than it is? What's that? My ridiculously tiny ears. <laughs> so stupid. It makes me so angry. I, I was just like, and it was, it was so funny, John, because like, I know you've been busy, but you've been, you've been pre consistent on our. On our recording, we had the one weird one because I was the one weird time. Like we haven't seen each other in six weeks because I yeah. was there. But at, like you've been a clockwork, but, but you know, at, at once a month. Uh, Anthony's been mostly like that. You know, Lent Holy Week was kind of hard. The ladies are just kind of you know maybe they'll show up, maybe they won't. You know, <laughs> like you know, it's just been kind of crazy. Like, I, th- I feel like all five of us. It's just been kind of crazy recently, though. Yeah. Um, but it's just really funny. Like I'm I'm dealing with like real like you know. Not, not that your complaint wasn't real, but I'm dealing with people not showing up or like not, you know, having real life issues. You're like, don't cut off my neck, I'm like, John. <laughs> leave me alone, man. I'm not the designer. I have no skills in that. I send it to somebody else and they do it. Can you leave? So is it a big enough problem that can we just put that to bed? Can we be? Yeah, I've already that? forgotten about it. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. We can move forward. I was like. I got a new headshot that I cut his head off immediately. So <laughs> what, what I need to do is I need to start looking a little, I need to like start blinking more right now because I got in very late last night, had a big stream today and I'm, I'm staring at your beautiful beard and it is blending in with my lion poster. So people on oh, YouTube, nice. you can see that if you're on the podcast and you're just listening, you can't see it, but I've got a giant lion like art thing above, above my head. And then Taylor's beard is right above it. And it's <laughs> blending into this really cool looking hairstyle. Uh, you want to hear? So I, I tweeted about this and people have mixed feelings about this. But okay. did you, did you see my, did you see my tweet about the beard? No. In the last week? No. So, um, uh, we don't have to go into a deep dive into it, but uh, facts are facts. This was my f- this last week. Wait, was this the was this the was this the the gray? 
Yep, yep. I totally did see it. I yeah, did. Yeah, okay, yeah. keep going. Keep going. Though, do do a little refresher. So I uh, I tweeted about it. People responded. P- people always have a- opinions about the only hair I have left <laughs> and what and what I have to do with it. So uh, this is our my first flights without mask. Like we, you know, it was it was like yeah. I flew Friday. They got rid of the mask Wednesday. So you know, like. Uh, all the people in my airport know me, and it was kind of cool. We all saw each other's faces for the first time in like two years. We're like, yeah. "Hey, I remember you," you know. Yep. But then I was in a different airport, St. Louis Airport, and I'm going through, and the lady's being real nice, and she, you know, I give her my ID, and they're trying to get through. For, they're like, "Well, I don't need your pass. Just show me your ID." She looks at my ID, which is six years old. Uh, she looks down at the ID. She looks back up at me. She looks down at the ID. <laughs> she looks back up at me. She said, your beard changed color. I said, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So um, I tweeted. I was like, the beard is coming off. I do it about once a year. It's been about nine to ten months. But the change, John, has been the the gray is is starting to win. The gray is winning on the sides. So So you're going to take it off? Here's here's my options, and I want your help with this. Okay. I'm not taking it off until track season is over, which is our state meet is like the fifth and sixth, whatever that Friday All Saturday right. is, because I've been with these kids since sixth grade. And I don't want our final pictures with them as seniors to be me with a baby face. But here's the two options. I, I like immediately. I was. It's one of those things that like if I'm already thinking about doing something, I had been thinking about cutting off my beard for like three weeks. Okay. And then she was like, hey, you look stupid. It's essentially what I heard from the lady <laughs> at the airport. So here's my two options. Completely shave it off and go babyface. The benefits of this, the, the negatives is people react like crazy because I look very different. I do look very different. I get that. The positive yeah. is, especially with the gray now, I look 15 years younger when I shave my face. Yeah. The other option is because the beard is so like synonymous with how people think of me, the other option is the Heisenberg. I I don't have as much Ooh. gray. I don't have as much gray in the in the mustache and this in the middle of the of the bottom beard. So I could do the Heisenberg. What do you think? I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna rank them in order. Okay. I think keeping the beard as is and owning the 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 gray is a, a very cool George Clooney style thing to do. Like Richard Gere, George Clooney, these guys are making Gray look cool. You can too. They're all 65 years old. I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt Marr, Mark Hart, they look good with the gray hair. Right, 47 you years old. Yeah, I'm still 32. <laughs> uh, trying to rack my brain to think of anyone <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So that's option one, though, for me, because I do think that, that, that you look good with the beard. Uh, then number two Thank is you. Heisenberg, because that would okay. be kind of cool. And that's in. And then number three would be to shave it all off. You're going to look like a cue ball. I know I did. Like, that's what I I did it, and I looked horrible. Well, so uh, I, you're not a you're not a huge Marvel person, right? Not a huge one, but I, but I've seen them all. I've seen most of them. Okay, but I, I I'm I, this is borderline TV shows. Have you watched TV shows? I've seen like half of them, half the half the Marvel TV shows. Did you watch Old School Daredevil? Catholic yes, of course. Superhero. Love okay. it. Vincent D'Onofrio, completely cue ball, big old white guy. With a full clean shave, I feel like I look closer to Vincent D'Onofrio than anybody else would. Than, than George said. Clooney. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Dude, that's a good point. That's a good point. He he was kind and he was kind of charming and handsome in that show. I I have I have been accused of being kind of charming and handsome as well. So, <laughs> well, we're gonna have to find out. I'm excited to see. 
We are. Some of it's coming off. I, I'm, I'm tired of these sides. I'm looking at it right now. I, yeah. It, the, the gray has won. The battle is over. There's more gray on the sides of my beard than any other color. It used to be wow. uh, blonde and brown and red, and now gray has... I don't know how Seeped one in. color beat three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how the science behind that all works either, but I will say this, a little side note. I do think it's interesting. Now, this is a stranger. You might know her a little bit, this person who said this, because you might see her at the airport when you travel, but uh, I have noticed as a guy... That ladies that I know who are above the age of 40, I'm 34, so like 50 and up, 40 and up, are way more comfortable saying things about men's appearances, my appearance in particular, than I would ever be allowed to say about anyone. And I think that's weird and a little messed up. I agree with you. And yeah. thank, thank God Elon brought, bought Twitter so that we could say stuff like that again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, anything else been up with? I know you've been busy, so we got we got the trip from Houston. What else has gone on in your life in the last six weeks that I needed up? Six on? weeks. I mean, dude, like, you know, the family's doing well. We had Easter. That was great. It's a lot of time with uh, friends and family. The stream is growing a lot, which is good. Uh, praise God for that. The community is is thriving. And we're just dreaming, man, trying to figure out what what the future looks like. Uh, the only complaint I have in life right now, my friend, is that the weather has just been really bad here. And it is time for my kids to be able to play outside and time for me to be able to play out with outside with them. Like It's been pouring rain and 40 degrees. We get like 170 degree Gosh. day and it rains and then it's back down to 40. And I'm just like, it is almost May. Can we please just play outside so that we can get this energy out? No, right? we decided this earlier. It's already May. <laughs> <laughs> it's already May. <laughs> but no, that's it. And you, okay, fine. One other complaint. Uh, Boys to Men is going to be at the University of St. Thomas uh, coming up here. And no one told me about it until yesterday. Close your eyes. There it is. Make a wish and blow out the candlelights. You'd be a great backup singer for me, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to do, I'm not a bass singer, but I'm going to try the bass if we're going to do Boys to Men. You could be the one guy in the back, just, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Baby, you know I didn't mean to hurt you. (laughs) I still love you. (laughs) You know I care. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't know how much you mean to me, baby, do you? Just come back. (laughs) Oh, man. It sounds like you're using a voice modulator like that streamers use, but you're not. I have one, and I'm not using it. (laughs) That's incredible. We just found a new, at least for me, we just found a new... uh, I feel I feel like that's a really good trait of yours that I didn't know existed. Oh, cool! Thanks, dude. The, the deep the deep voice should be a thing that you do more often because it's funny you, you say that because Jody years. Jody will laugh if I'm singing like that, but if I talk to her with that voice, she hates it. Well, I'm um, like, hey, yo, what's up, girl? <laughs> and she's like, stop it. We have established before that all the things your wife hates, I love. So keep it coming, buddy. <laughs> keep it going. All right. You're giving me some more ideas. Okay, good. Uh, well, uh, we're not going down that rabbit hole. So uh, my life, John, um, I think I think I talked about it. It's been such a weird month. Like I was telling you beforehand, um, I hadn't missed an episode of this show in like four years, and we've missed two of the last three. Yeah, uh, it's just been wild. It's a track, like championship track season, especially because this is my first year coaching the boys and the girls, and we have an incredibly good team. So I've been like incredibly focused on that, and not only that is um, our the current seniors are a very special group, and they were the first sixth graders that I had when I started school. Wow. Like started at the school. So like I, I I talked last week 
I, I'm not a crier. You and I have talked about that before, but I was yep. incredibly emotional. I talked last week. Uh, John, if you ever decide to listen to a podcast, you can go last week and listen to how I cried during Holy Thursday Mass. It was beautiful. Yeah. But I, I was incredibly emotional all week uh, because, like, winning with these kids, it, not, winning with these kids and as our championship seasons go forward, district, region, state, their their stuff starts ending. Like, that's the like yeah. this weekend, I, I, I've been jumping – or teach, coaching this kid how to triple and long jump for four years. I was his confirmation sponsor. I was his Bible group, Bible study group leader. I've been his coach for for four years. I've been like, and like jumping just ended less than twenty four hours ago. Wow! And like ever, like we're done. And like I, I got incredibly emotional. You know, it's like, like not at the moment because I'm I, like I, it's like I have to be an adult and like a good coach and good grown up in front of them. And then I go talk to one of the other coaches and I'm like breaking down. I'm like, that was it. You know, like that, wow. it's, it's, it's sad, you know? Um, but like amidst some of the sadness is like, we had so many victories yesterday. Like we're sending 18 kids in like th over 30 or 40 events to the state meet next week. Wow. Um, I mean, this, this is, uh, this is the best, if not the, the, the one of the two best teams I've ever coached. 28 team and this team I have incredible similarities. We're breaking school records out the wazoo. Like it's just been so much fun, like pouring into these kids and uh, and seeing it seeing it pay off. So that's kind of where my headspace has been, you know. Yeah, that's great. Are they uh, some of these uh, some of these guys? You know, I assume maybe I might be doing something in college, even if it's like an intramural level. Are some of them done? Like they've jumped for the last time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's there's one guy that's a senior that has a chance to do some stuff in college. There's another one that's already signed on to do stuff in college. Okay. Um, and then there's one girl that's a junior who could do some stuff in college. Um, but yeah, like there's there's one kid like it, it was it. You know, like that's it, like, yeah, that's deep, like bro. That's his, emotional. His season isn't over yet. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose. Y'all are listening. To, you know, we're recording this a week and a half out. Um, as you're listening to this, it's this weekend. I'm 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 gonna be an emotional wreck this weekend yeah. because their their seasons their their careers and I, I we're I'm done with them it's it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be an emotional weekend so say a prayer for us this weekend yeah I will be Friday I will be praying Saturday. for you <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure um okay one of the other things that I wanted to get to uh before before we move on is um we are recording this early so we're recording this on the the evening of the nfl draft it starts in like two and a half hours yeah john very, buddy john very graciously said sure i'll record with you you crazy person <laughs> so um i have we i only have one but it's a catholic mashup we've played this game yep. before you've been very good at it thank but you it's the, it's the nfl edition nfl edition i was gonna think of more this was gonna be a whole segment and my brain just isn't working because I had the regional track meet all day yesterday. And I told you earlier, I accidentally took nighttime cough <laughs> syrup this morning. Yep. And uh, I think I just recovered in time enough for the show. So I I went, I was at home alone with the four-year-old and I was just laying in the bed. Like I slept for like 10 hours last night. So I wasn't tired, but like the cough syrup hit me. So just laying in bed, she's just like rolling cars <laughs> on my body. Like play with me, daddy. You know, it's very funny. But Catholic mashup, how it works, quick refresher for you, quick refresher for the listeners. Um, one of these persons, one of these people has something to do with Catholicism. And I will explain even in the question that this one is vaguely to do with Catholicism. Okay. But, but, it's, but it's also the NFL edition. So one of these players is an NFL person. And I'm guessing that if you get the NFL player right, you will be able to get the first person right. That's okay. what I'm thinking on today. Okay. Our, our one question and one question only. This is a pass-fail course for you, Jonathan. Blake. I really want to pass because I destroyed it last time. 
Okay, here we go. This this person was a Catholic, but famously became an early Protestant reformer that founded a belief system named after himself, who was also one of the greatest wide receivers of all time from the great state of Georgia. No way. Hold on. Was a Catholic... The first yeah. person was yeah, a Catholic, yeah. but famously became an early early Protestant reformer that founded a belief system, which ended up being named after himself, who was also one of the greatest wide receivers jo- of all time. Is it John Calvin Johnson? Yes! <laughs> Dude, the reason I didn't get it was because I don't think that I knew that John Calvin was Catholic. Yeah, so he, he was like... Early, early, early reformer to where they were all Catholic. Right. And then and then and then left. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's great. This is why people listen to Forte Catholic because you have fun and you can learn something new. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And like 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 everyone just learned that Calvin Johnson was from Georgia. That's the kinds of things you learn on Forte Catholic. (laughs) Yep. I love that. That's great. (laughs) The sun never set on Calvin Johnson. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, the sun set on his career very quickly. Yikes. <laughs> okay, so to close out this segment, John, uh, the draft has already happened for everyone that is listening to this. So let's make our really stupid predictions for who our teams are going to pick this evening. Okay, and we both have we both have early picks. You're a Texans fan. You guys have the yep. third pick, I believe. Yep. And I'm a Lions fan. We have the second pick. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about who the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take. That makes both of our picks tough to make because if it's obviously the Jaguars are, are going to impact what we do. <clears throat> My prediction, I think it's going to be a wild draft, bro. I think you see a lot of trades uh, that more than uh, more than normal. Maybe I'm going to say the Lions either take Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, who I love defensive end. Or I think they trade that pick back a little bit and then get Kyle Hamilton or whatever player that they want that's not going to be in the top five-ish. That's my guess. Hutchinson or trade back? What about you? I, I think I think for your Lions, I've I've been paying attention to it because I've been betting on the first few picks, you know. But yeah, you're right. The Lions, <laughs> Love that. the Lions and the Texans were right next to each other. We were texting at the texting at the end of last season, like, hey, we're we're neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> we're neighbors. We, hopefully we're it never happens again. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well hopefully it happens again, but at one and two. All right. Exactly. Uh, thirty one and thirty two are the picks. But um I think the Aiden Hutchinson thing would be incredible for the Lions because it's li- it's similar to like the the LeBron going to Cleveland thing. Like he's from yep. there. There, there's all, all the storylines and everybody yeah, knows fits that. Dan Campbell's personality perfectly of biting oh, yeah. kneecaps and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think I think that would be good. Um, I think the Texans are going to take Kyle Hamilton. Uh, you mentioned really, already, but but the the safety. Uh, I I think Sauce Gardner, the the corner, is going to be a little bit better. But the that that's my prediction is that we're going to take the safety. I mean, dude, your odds on that must be if you bet that that your odds must be. Plus seven hundred, plus eight hundred. I, I, I didn't get to it in time. Oh I, because, no! Because I've been busy. I didn't listen to my betting podcast until this morning, and most of the stuff was closed already. So. Yikes! I, I learned. I learned something new today. You said everybody learned about Calvin, or not Calvin. Calvin Johnson used to be Catholic. Not Calvin. John Calvin used to be Catholic. Calvin Johnson's from Georgia. I learned today that most most books close for NFL betting 
by Thursday morning very early. So that's the, that's the mistake that I made. So that was our betting corner for this week. And what's fun about this is that you all know how this went, or you can Google it very quickly to, <laughs> see, how roast smart, us. to see how smart or dumb we look. So uh, do not go anywhere. John and I will be right back. So there is something that I haven't talked about in quite a long time because it's mostly used at events. But... It can be used here, too, and I just forget to talk about it. But we have Forte Catholic merchandise. If you like the show and you want to be you know, rocking some Forte Catholic swag, we've got hats. We've got T-shirts, uh, two different styles of T-shirts, two different styles of hats. You can check it all out at ForteCatholic.com slash store. You can get pictures of, you know, uh, we've got we've got the shirt that I am wearing right now. It says Forte Catholic on it. It's got scripture quotes. got um Words that we all love, you know, like all, it's like one of those word splashes of all the words that we love here at Forte Catholic. We've got some silly hats. We've got stuff with my face on them. So if you want to rock that, you can do that as well with more things to come. So check that out now at ForteCatholic.com slash store. Uh, share your support for the show. Help us out a little bit financially. And also, you know, it's it's it, you can be our walking billboard and you look great. So we want you to be our model. ForteCatholic.com slash store. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Jonathan Bearded, Lene Blevins. Uh, I heard a story uh, in, a, in a homily. I think it was a Holy Week homily. We just didn't have time to get to it last week and or didn't do an episode last week. So <laughs> I can't even remember at this point. So it's a story that I have heard multiple times before. I don't have it in front of me. All I'm doing is regurgitating what I have heard from the homily from a couple of weeks ago. But I've heard this story a lot before from... Most venerable Fulton Sheen. You've heard of this man, yes? Yes, I have. And I, I don't, I, unfortunately, what I know most about him is like the battle for his body, which is like the dumbest Catholic thing ever. And so I don't know as much about the things he said other than that he was a great preacher. I, uh, ironically enough, I heard a lot of talks in junior high and high school about the battle for my body, but that's a whole different subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the story that he told that um, the priest was retelling as part of his homily for, uh, I, I believe it was, it was Holy Thursday. Yeah. So it's a story about this girl in, in China and where Catholicism was made illegal. Right. So the, the bad guys come in, like sack the church. Um, they, they imprison the priest. They, you know, they desecrate the church. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes, I may have some of my facts wrong in this story. If you've heard the story a million times and you know, some of the facts, I'm not, I might have some of the facts wrong. I'm just saying that from the beginning. That doesn't matter for where we're going for this conversation. Okay. I'm just regurgitating what I heard in the homily, so yell at my priest if if the facts are wrong. <laughs> Blame so, him. Yeah. But essentially the story is there's about 30 consecrated hosts on the floor because they desecrate the tabernacle and, you know, they, they throw out the, you know, like the ciborium or whatever, and they, they kind of go everywhere, right? Yeah. And this this girl sees it. The priest is, in, is locked up in the church, so, but he could see into the church. And every day he sees this young girl come into the church and she, she sits there and prays for a while, which is a bold thing to do, right? Because yep. they just made it illegal. They just sacked the church. It's very, very scary. This young girl comes in to pray. And at the, um, you know, a, a, every day she, she prays for a little bit and then she goes, she gets on her hands and her knees. And, and this was, this was uh, pre-Vatican II, right? So everybody, all the lay people had to receive on the tongue at the time, right? 
So she, following the customs of the time, she got on her hands and knees. She put her tongue on the host that was on the ground, right? And kind of picked yep. it up with her tongue, consumed it, went back to pray for a few minutes, snuck out of the church. And so she came back and she did this every day for approximately 30 days, right? Yeah. On the on the final day, on the last day that there was a that on where the, essentially the final host, she gets caught on the way out, and she gets killed. She gets martyred for her faith. This this young girl, right? So I've heard this story, and like often when you hear this story, the purpose of it is like reverence for God, and that like Jesus truly is present in the Eucharist, right? Like yeah. the like that girl's boldness, her faith, her reverence are to be. Um, lauded, right? Like those are those are very good things. Yeah. But for some reason, I've I've heard the story maybe four or five, six times, right? But for whatever reason, when I heard it a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I, I feel like this could have been avoided, right? So before I go any further, what what are your thoughts on the story? Have, having heard this story, so we talked about it just a few minutes, very briefly before before the recording, and this is now the second time I'm kind of hearing you say it. My first reaction was kind of like, man, just just consume them all on the same day. And you know, <laughs> uh, like, was she, I have questions too. Was she going there? Just was she going there to pray and to receive and to make sure Jesus wasn't left there? Or was she, you know, would she have prayed anyway? If she would have had them, if she would have consumed all of it right away, would she still have gone back the next day? I, I believe, I believe the idea was that she was going in there to, because Jesus had been desecrated, right? right? That she was going in there to receive, to, to get Jesus on the floor. But yeah. the rule at the time was that lay people could only receive the Eucharist once a day. So she was following those rules and therefore yeah. could only receive once a day. Right. So, yeah. Yep. So my initial reaction was and is a little bit like, okay, beautiful story. I totally get it. Great faith, great reverence. Um, but you can, you, you don't have to do that. Right. My, like Jesus is a big boy. I tell people this all the time. Like he died on a cross for every single person. He is God. So not, not that we shouldn't take, not that we shouldn't be reverent, not that we shouldn't care if someone drops a host at mass uh, and, and like, you know, someone like we should care. Um, but if someone accidentally drops a host at mass and then someone accidentally steps on, on that host, like Jesus is going to be okay. He's already conquered the grave. Right. right. Like I think we, I, and so again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, um, and so I totally think it like that it's beautiful. And God was probably very honored by that and was like, oh, look at that beautiful faith. But at the same time, like, oh, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? That's those yeah. are my first thoughts. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, because that's where it is for me. It's like this continuum. Like there's this line, right, where it's like if you go too far, you're being disrespectful of Jesus. So like, ah, it doesn't matter that Jesus is on the floor. I'll just leave. You know, uh, but at the same time, it's like on the other end of the spectrum is this coming in once a day and and receiving on, on the tongue. Right. Risk, risking your life every single day to do this. Right. Yeah. Where my initial thoughts after hearing this and after being working in the church and like working with liturgy stuff, it's like I know the rules like I like the rules now is like obviously we don't have to receive on the tongue, but lay people can only receive twice in a day. Right. Right. So even f even if I was following today's. Like today's standards, I right. could walk in, pick two up, consume two, and then leave, and then come back. It would have cut it down to fifteen days, right? But <laughs> right. but but with, with how just with how I am, I would I think I would have done one of two things. One, this is a, a obviously a very special circumstance. This whole church, this church of God, has just been desecrated, and Jesus is there on on the floor, 
if I have the opportunity to go in that church to pick up the host, I think I would have done one or two things. Okay. And kind of maybe I would have had to ask for forgiveness later. I would have done one or two things. I would have consumed them all so that they couldn't be desecrated and they weren't being disrespected any longer. Yep. Right. I would have chosen to break that rule so that, you know, the hosts weren't being desecrated or two. The church was just desecrated. Uh, clearly, people aren't being allowed in church. Take them with you. Now, again, people could say, oh, did you have a picks? No, I didn't have a picks for 30 hosts. I wasn't right. planning on doing this today. No, you but didn't I have w- a tabernacle. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. It's like I would have taken them and brought them back to, I'm assuming, there's some kind of Catholic community in the area, right? Yeah. Because that might be the last Jesus you get for a while. So those yeah. are the two things that I was thinking. And as I was thinking about it, I'm like, here I am, not surprisingly, you know, breaking church rules, but... I don't think I'm in the wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, and I don't necessarily think you are either. And I, I'm with you. I see both. I can see where anyone would take it either one way or the other. You know what this actually reminds me of? I'm not changing subjects, but it reminds me of one of your takes on martyrs. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty similar. It's it pretty reminds similar. me a little bit. And I'm with you. I Like if I was with my three kids and someone said, hey, renounce Jesus or I'm going to shoot you. My three kids are right there like. Would it be smarter to just say, okay, and then take my kids and be safe, and then they don't grow up without a dad? Like, right. yeah. I get it, um, but but there's something beautiful to, you know, to, to standing up for something you believe in, and that story, who knows how many conversions that that story will inspire. Anyway, I'm just, not to change subjects, but I hear you, and I'm with you on both sides, and what I, I'm with, I probably would have, I, w- I, I know what I would have done, because I've been in not similar situations, obviously, at all, but like where there's, I've been with a priest who was like, hey, the retreat's over, and we don't really have a great way of bringing all these hosts back. Consume them all with me. <laughs> Just like, okay. Uh, it's more fun if it's the blood. I've had to do that <laughs> retreats, and that drive home was tremendous. There you go. You know what I mean? That's, I, I'm with you. I would have done the first option. It would have consumed them all. Yeah. So what's interesting is I was thinking about this, and I'm like, okay, I'm breaking the rules, and in my mind, I think it would have been smarter for this young girl to break the rules. Even, even, even still admitting that the story is laudable and and good and you know she's way more devoted to jesus than i probably ever will be right um but i i started thinking about jesus right like even jesus in the gospels gets in trouble for stuff like this right for breaking the rules healing somebody on the sabbath right yeah that is a quote-unquote church rule now get it wasn't a church but you know what i'm saying right yeah like it's a it's it's a rule that Jesus broke or like when they're, when they're going through the fields and he's like, just eat of the fields. And they're like, you can't pick, you can't, you know, pick stuff on the, fr-. it's like, well, are you just picking all the things that happen in chosen? Uh, no, <laughs> I, 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 I saw that. Uh, are, are, <laughs> he's like, yes, <laughs> no. Are you trying to get me? This? No, you have just entrapped me into saying dangerous things. I didn't mean to. I have replaced chosen many times. I will say that. You have what? Oh, you're talking about the TV show. Yeah, what did you think I was talking about? The confirmation program. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm talking about the TV show because I'm no, watching I've never with Joe watched right it. now. It's Christian TV, John. <laughs> I know you've read the Gospels, so I'm not, that was not, I was trying to be funny about it, but those are, it's funny because those are the things that they're really focusing on in the show right now. Gotcha. Well, well done show, by the way. Uh, like, really well done. You know, I don't like Christian TV like that. Uh, but that, yeah, right, you're, that's what they talk about all the time. Is like it's, it was a they do a good job of of acting out how big of a deal the Jewish people th- like thought it was that Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath. Yeah. So I, I just thought it was it was just an interesting thing, interesting thing, and I and I kind of like broadened it out, and I was like, why am I thinking like this? Right? Where it's like 
if I'm breaking these, if I'm breaking or at least, you know, thinking about breaking these church rules or if putting myself in that situation, why am I doing that? And it's, and it's like, because, because I think it's what makes sense with everything that I know about Catholicism. Right. Sure. Um, and, and like, could I be wrong in that? Ab- absolutely. Right. But that's this whole Catholic worldview that we used to talk about on the show all the time, but it's, it's, it's always there. We just haven't talked about it in a while. Right. Like when we learn about Catholicism, when we, when we, when we learn the gospels, when we learn, we see things through a Catholic vision, we start to see these things through like, is, was that right? Was that the right choice? Whether it's some girl in China's life or my life or whatever. Right. Right. And, and so, and, and I, I hear you. And what, what, the way I look at it is she did what she was probably taught to do. Right. And did that faithfully and beautifully. And so it's a beautiful story. The story yeah. becomes like, to me, the question of did someone do the right thing is if that were to happen right now to you or me, and then right. what do we do? You know, that's like, I kind of like that we're, we explored that. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, yeah. It, that's, what's funny too. Is like people, I was on a phone call earlier and somebody was, somebody tried to over spiritualize something. Like, uh, I, I made a mistake and somebody that I am a client of theirs. I'm trying to see if I could do this without giving it away. I'm a client of theirs and I made a mistake and they were helping me to fix it. Right. Okay. Something that I know nothing about. It's, um, and essentially I was like, if you want, you could just tell the other person involved that your client is an idiot. Like just tell them that I'm an idiot Yeah. and, and, and fix it and move on. Right. I don't care. And he's like, oh, um. He's like, I would never do that. And I was like, no, do it. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. He's like, I don't, I don't care what you say behind my back. Like, we're good enough friends. I don't care. He's like, oh yeah, we'll all be reunited in heaven. I said, you're not hearing me. I don't <laughs> care here. Of course I won't care in heaven. I don't care here. It was just, it was just, it was just pretty funny. So okay. my life mantra from now on, I don't care here. <laughs> I don't care here. I don't care there. I don't care anywhere. <laughs> I feel like we're doing Dr. Seuss now. Yep, we got to get out just... of the segment. <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And what John and I are going to do, uh, I haven't told John this, John and I are going to answer small group questions that I wrote for eighth graders. And I went through them, but I was like, John and I might actually be able to give some good answers to these. Don't go anywhere. Although it may not often sound like it, we at Forte Catholic are a ministry and we rely on the support of good people like you. If you like the work that we're doing here on the show, if you've encountered us at one of our events where I've been speaking, leading worship, uh, if you like you know, what we're trying to do and share the joy of the gospel, we could use your support. Uh, the biggest way to do that is through a monthly donation. It's just like giving to your church or giving to you know Focus or Net or you know your, pick your favorite ministry, ministry name or whatever. Um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit and we need your support. ForteCatholic.com slash donate is how you can set that up. If you don't want to give monthly, you know, summer months do get a little uh, a little lighter on the event front for us. Um, kind of slows down that, uh, that revenue stream there. So we could use some one-time support as well. So if you're feeling generous today um, and you want to help us out, you can do that over at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Uh, we're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to do more. We're trying to you know expand. I've told you all before, I'm trying to hire a young man uh, part-time uh, who's been contracted with me uh, and eventually bring it on full-time. And we just need the funds to do that. So if you want to support the work that we're doing, help us to grow, help us to be able to do more, um, to, to reach more people. I mean, especially digitally like we're doing now um, to help build people's faith up uh, and share the joy of the gospel with them. You can do that at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thank you. Welcome back to Forza Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is still Jonathan Blevins. John, I led an eighth day retreat 
uh, a couple of weeks ago. And a big part of retreats is that when we can, we like to have small group leaders. So here I am coming in to lead these retreats. And, but like the small group leaders I've never met, they're like usually from the parish. Maybe they've yeah. helped before or whatever. Right. Um, so I just have a little, you know, short meeting with them in the beginning. Like, Hey, this is kind of the goal of this, you know? And then I give them some questions to kind of guide them or whatever. But like if, if, don't follow them if you want, don't follow, don't feel obliged, you know, obliged to just kind of read through the questions, or whatever, see how the conversation goes. Right. But I wrote out these questions and I was like, some of these are pretty good. Some of them I use all the time. This first question is my favorite, single favorite faith question to, to ask with people that I am walking with in their faith. Okay. And I've, and I've never asked you, and I don't think I've ever asked it on the show. Let's hear it. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, what grade would you give your faith today? Why isn't it higher? Why isn't it lower? Oh, 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, just wanted, I knew you, that was going to be your reaction. What grade would I give my faith today? Today in general or today like this tw- this. 15, however many hour period I've been awake. I don't understand how that's any different than the word today. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like, like how would I rate where I'm at today? You mean today or since 12.01 a.m.? No, like today, like where, like today is everything in the last few weeks has led up to today. I kind of always think of it like since my last that's confession. how time works, yeah. Linear, uh, so yep. I'm going to go with an 8.5. Okay. Uh, 8.5. I feel like I'm doing a better job of uh, praying and praying with my family, uh, with Jody and the kids. And uh, mass, like uh, uh, starting this company that has been a very big healing thing for me. Uh, and so going to the parish, I'm still actually going. I couldn't for a while. Um, I'm still going to the parish that I was at uh, where God did a lot of great things. I just wasn't ready to go back there it just felt like work. Like, hey, John, oh, we miss you. Like, hey, let's, let's like, we, we wish you could do this. And it's like, I just want to go to mass. Finally, I feel like I'm going to like my parish where the priest is not my boss, but he's like my priest. And that's been really good for me and really healing. How could it be a 10 instead of an 8.5 right now? Uh, probably more, probably. I don't like to put, I don't want, I don't want to ever make anyone who's a parent feel guilty for not praying more, right? Because our prayer changes and it's different when you have kids. Uh, and I've got three young ones, but I would say I'd like to go do a holy hour a week outside of my house and do more prayer at the church and find some time to do that. Uh, I've never thought about this comparison before, but have you heard the famous, I think it was Pope John Paul II. It was definitely a Pope. I think it was Pope John Paul II. Where um, he said something to the effect of every his prayer every night when he fell asleep was like God, I'm going to sleep. You're in charge until I you're back in charge until I wake up. Something yeah, along those lines. I think right? that was the first John Paul the first. Was, was yeah, you're, that was like I love that. It's your church. You handle it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> th- that's how I feel when my kids are awake. <laughs> yeah, they're they're your kids. You deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What about you? Which which is funny because my wife just heard that and she probably thinks I'm talking about her and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's great. They're your kids. You handle it. Um, for me, it's interesting. I, I think it's about a seven right now. Seven out of ten. Which I think for the last couple of years I was failing. Like it was a it was under a failing grade. But um. With Holy Week being as good as it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was a huge boost. A lot, like you mentioned, healing. Like that was a huge theme of 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 my last episode of sharing about the healing that's happening. Really similar in my home parish with my priest uh, from all the crap we've had to go through here for the last few years. Um, I feel like there's just been a rejuvenation in my faith where I'm like 
open to it and I want it again. One of my biggest prayers for the last two years is like, God, I want to care. I want to pray. Like, yeah. Give give me the desire to desire to pray. Right. Like that's kind of where I where I've been at. Um. So I so like rejuvenation and prayer and like the desire to love God and love other people and be loving like morally, I feel like I've been doing pretty good. I think the last thing to get me from seven to 10 would be, you know, we talked earlier in the first segment about time, just how this is, this is my busiest season. Every time track season, especially towards the end, uh, it's hard for me to keep everything in balance, family life, work, track, um, prayer, everything. So I think the big thing for me right now would just be like more dedicated time for prayer, devotional reading, that sort of thing. That's the, that's a pretty consistent thing for me, but, um, things are definitely a lot better than they have been. You might say that this season is a bit of a marathon and a sprint. Hmm. Ah, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That was good. That was good. You didn't throw the segment. We've been jumping around quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I see that. There you go. Okay. Um, so this was for, this was for, um, eighth graders who had yep. been, con- it was a Saturday retreat. They had been, con- or sorry, yeah, Saturday retreat. They had been confirmed on Wednesday. So I asked them, who is your confirmation saint that you picked and why? I, yeah. I think you've told me yours. I couldn't tell you right now. Mine, my confirmation saint is St. Francis of Assisi. Uh-huh. And the reason I was, I was Basic. confirmed in, in, yep, I was confirmed in eighth grade. In eighth grade, I wanted to be either a professional athlete or a veterinarian. For some, I don't know why. Uh, I knew I liked dogs. I forget why. I, I, thought, I don't know when I got my. Maybe it's like my first. <laughs> okay, can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Please come back to what you were saying. But immediately, I got this image in my head that cracked me up. You, you heard the story. Of, we we talked about the NFL earlier, but the story of the guy, the guy that played the NFL and was a doctor, and when COVID hit, he gave up his NFL dreams oh, to yeah. become a doctor. I just imagined you being an NFL player and giving it up. And everybody's like, oh, you're going to be a doctor? You're like, yeah, I'm going to help rodents get back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm going to help animals. (laughs) That's so funny. And now all I do is roast PETA. Uh, So (laughs) that's great. Uh, but yeah, I want to be a vet. I think that's when I got my first puppy and that's part of, part of why. And so I, and I didn't want to be Sebastian. Every, I tell every guy like Sebastian's amazing, but don't just pick him because you like sports. Um, but everybody in my class was picking Sebastian. And so I was like, well, I like animals. I want to be a vet. St. Francis of Assisi is the patron saint of one, well, animals and many other things at the time. That's all I knew. And so I picked him and then here's the thing. I didn't care. But it's had a huge impact on my life since then. I ended up going to a Franciscan college and working and living and working in a Franciscan parish in a Franciscan town, really, like kind of a Catholic town. Uh, and so it's been really cool. Good. Next question. You're on the. Well, what about on, you? Or was this just oh, for me? I didn't answer. No, no, you're right. I didn't answer. Uh, mine's Saint Christopher because he's strong and carried the carried the burden of Jesus on his shoulders. Was probably yeah. fake, and I named my son after him. I've said that a lot. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, you I, have. I, I, I had already moved on in my head because I've talked about it so often because it's literally my son's name. Um, So um, this is one of my favorite ones. This is from a different talk. But um, I talk about the the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Name them. Um, I can name them. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Uh, Hold on. Give me a second because now I've got everything in my head. So it's uh, we've got we've got wonder and awe. Nope, those are the those are the gifts. Did I say gifts? Yeah, I'm you so said sorry. gifts. I'm so sorry. I meant fruits, but good job. I was about oh, to no shot. You. I'm going to get the fruits. I was about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yeah, goodness, faith, hope, love, charity, <laughs> self control, <laughs> chastity, and modesty. To add the Catholic ones. Okay, so um, I give a talk and, and talk about that, but essentially, 
it's if you want to know if you're living a life in the spirit, like a life of God, what are the fruits? What are the fruits of that life? It's a life showing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, modesty, chastity. Like those are the things that emblemize a life in God, right? So which of those do you think that you're living out really well? And which of those would you like to grow in? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, modesty, chastity. Hmm. I, I will go first. I'll go first on this one because I kind of because yep. I kind of I kind of have um, I kind of have it on my mind. I yep. feel like, uh, and I don't say this one often. I feel like joy is kind of like my quote unquote brand, right? <laughs> like the joy of the gospel and having fun and all that kind of stuff. I feel like just because of where we are in track season and with what's happening in my parish, I am feeling the love of God very much through my parish yeah. for the first time in a very long time. And I feel like, for the most part, I'm loving on these kids really well on the track team. It's been it's been a long season. It's been a long seven years. And this, like I was saying earlier, like this is it. And I, like yep. I've been pretty emotional about it. And like, but but I care, and they care. Like it's it's been a pretty special couple of weeks w- with them. So that's the one I think I'm doing well. Um, uh, Self control in many ways, anger, uh, you know temptation that kind of thing is always a thing for me so that's what i need to grow okay i'm gonna thank you for sharing taylor thank you smog leader <laughs> um i'm gonna say joy like i got i mostly am, am joyful often uh like even i try i find myself joyful even like in in really tough moments and sad moments uh, and things like that so thankful for that one it's going i'm, I'm joyful at the moment uh, patience. Is that one you said? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually a pretty patient person, especially with my kids, uh, my wife, with my wife and kids, like it, t- it just takes a lot to frustrate me. Uh, but I've been a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit like overworked lately. And so I'm probably not as patient as I could be, but even that I'm not like, oh, I'm such a great person, but even that is just like, you know, I, I won't play basketball with my kid until he asks five times. <laughs> like I'm still right. going to get up and play with him, right. but it would mean a lot to him if I was like, Hey, you know what? That's my deal. Let's go play basketball. Yeah. Uh, and, and instead of being a little like, slightly annoyed in my oh, head, you, you don't have to be patient if you preempt it. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And so I, I think that like, like instead of being like, Oh, give me five minutes. Like, and, and that's like my, my version of lashing out. I'm being impatient is to just be like, yeah, let's go do this. And then really like live that virtue that I think I'm living well of joy and doing that all the time. So I use this as an examination of conscience. Right. Okay. It's one of the examinations conscious I use. It's like the, the normal, typical one that everybody's gone through before the fruits of the spirit and yep. and um, the love is patient. Love is kind. Just put your name in. I've said that before. John is patient. John is kind. John is humble. Does that put on you and do that. Do that until you laugh. And that, that's when you realize that, you know, that's that's the examination you needed. Right. Yeah. But of the examination conscious, I'm, I'm sure you have some flaws in your life, Jonathan. Oh yeah, I, I'm looking at this list, and I don't see I don't see one that you struggle with, really. Why are you being so nice? I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because I've been emotional for the last couple of weeks. But you're you're so good at these. At the fruits? I, yes. You didn't Dude, know I, what they I'm, were, <laughs> but I, I, you're so I'm, good at them. It's funny you say that. I mean, I could be this past two years like self control with food. It's never been something I've ever struggled with, but like during COVID when you could DoorDash anything right. like at midnight, that's definitely in these last few years been a thing. But these last, this last month, like 
I've made it a very big priority to not do that anymore. And I feel 10 times better. So, but dude, yeah, I mean, come on, come on. I've got things. I'm, sh- I'm sure you do, but you know, whatever. You know, I'm a you're Lions good, fan. You're, you're a good, you're, yeah, yeah, but that didn't show up on our list. Uh, stupidity is, is, is not on the list. So, yeah. uh, final question. Final question. Uh, by the way, uh, one of the talks, I've told you this before, but the, uh, one of the talks that I give is uh, sharing, sharing the gospel without being a weirdo. Okay. Uh, I've told you this before. So you but, call it? Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> sharing the gospel without being a weirdo. Uh, but all day long, I, wear my, I wore my new bearded Blevins hat. I'm not wearing it today. It's out in the car, and I didn't feel like going to get it because I was on cough syrup, and I forgot. So, uh, but I was, I was wearing the new bearded Blevins hat, and I wore it all day, and then I referenced it in the third talk because every time I give this talk, it's only been like three or four times I've given this talk, but I re- I talk about free pre-evangelization and I'm like, hey, do y'all know who Ninja is? Do you know his brother? He's doing pre-evangelization on Twitch. Yay! Like there's more to it than that, but that's <laughs> yeah. essentially what we talk about for five minutes. And I love it. Okay. But final, final, I, I just like talk, telling you that I told, you know, 40 kids in St. Louis about you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, building the kingdom and your Twitch following. One <laughs> one person at a time. One soul at a time. Yeah. Okay, final question of of the small group, final question of our day. I feel like this one this one could be good. Okay. What do you think your life could look like? Or sorry, sorry, sorry. What do you th- Whoop. That's not the word what. That's the word how. I was missing that. How do you think your life could improve if you invited the Holy Spirit to play a larger role in your life? Ooh. I know the answer pretty immediately. Good. Sure. Um <laughs> There have only been a few. So th- how do I, how do I start this? There's a guy that I'm really inspired by, um, and I haven't unfortunately yet, you, <laughs> you, and others. <laughs> um, and you know what? It's crazy. I'm forgetting his name at the moment. We we talk. We've been we were so good about talking like every like three or four months. Um, but I am my mind is foggy. His as, name his name is Sailor Troll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sailor Troll. My mind's foggy as is yours right now. Uh, his name's Andrew. Um, you know him, the uh, musician, Lawbacher, uh, Lawbacher, yeah. seminarian right now, I believe. Um, nope, nope, oh, nope, 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 nope. Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Andrew Lawbacher, and he he has uh, he inspires the heck out of me to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and to pray for healing. And to do that, like often, and when you when you meet someone who needs prayer, to stop and not just like not it's different than someone after mass saying to you like, "Hey, will you pray for me?" And you've been like, "Yeah, I'll pray for you. Let's pray now." That's different than like, "Yeah, I have really chronic back pain and I haven't been to church in 25 years." And you're like, "Can we pray for healing right now in this airport?" Like that is like way different to me than like after church when someone says, "Pray, my I lost my grandma." So um, I, here she is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> found her. Uh, so he ins- he's really over the years inspired me a lot to to be more bold, and I've only done that maybe three times in a bold way since then, and I've probably had thirty five chances to, <laughs> and haven't done it. Uh, I think if I invited the Holy Spirit to help me be more bold in those situations of especially praying for someone like on the spot for healing, which I do believe happens, and and Jesus said we're going to do greater things than even He did. Um, <laughs> Then, then I would, I, I would think that would be cooler. You're and killing me, Jonathan. Why? Anthony and I did a whole segment on that exact topic two weeks ago. <laughs> there you go. See, and of course I knew that because all I do is listen if to the podcast. If only you listened to it, your life would be changed. The Holy Spirit would have completely taken control of your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, for me, uh, well, well, before we go to me, um, 
I didn't quite ask for healing on a plane, but I did something. I broke I broke a rule on a plane because I felt the Lord nudging me to. Okay. I had an hour and a half long conversation on a plane. Wow. And it was very good. With and about faith? I, it 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 danced around it. It danced around. Yeah. It. We didn't we didn't completely get into it, but we talked about a little bit about Catholicism and that sort of thing. We talked a lot about Rome and the Vatican. It was it was, it was a lot about travel. But she yeah. felt like I, I was pretty open and honest that I was Catholic and maybe leading a pilgrimage there in a year. Hint hint, hint save your hint, money. Hint. Um, but it was it was cool, and we started talking about a lot of stuff. I feel like. I feel like her knowing that I was Catholic and caring for her and like being kind yep. to her was a, was very good for her. Yeah. And, was, and she was she was able to reciprocate. She she answered a lot of questions about stuff that I had. She's I, I've mentioned before, I just got status with the airline. She has very high status with the airline. So I was asking her a ton of questions about that. So I feel like we were, you know, we were able to help each other in different ways. But um, I could tell I'll put it this way. I could tell that she had been hurting. And I feel like it was a really good conversation. So that's awesome. That, that was good. I, I felt the the spirit nudging, God nudging to to do that because my rule is to literally. We talked about this. I literally never take my headphones out of my ears, even if there's something playing, so that everyone leaves me alone. Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. I I feel like w- one thing that I see often, and it feels like magic, and it's not, but I feel like whenever I am relying more on God, um, the outcomes of things tend to be better. Yeah, um, I'm relying a lot on myself right now. I'm relying a lot on my skills and my time and my work ethic and those sorts of things more than relying on God because I feel like I have to rely on myself because there's so much to do. And I feel like if I relied more on God, the outcome would be better and I'd probably be happier. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a downer to end on, but that's how we're well, doing God, God gave you all the gifts of for you to rely on yourself for those things, but then just don't worry, man. Quit worrying, Taylor. Yes, sir. I <laughs> I Captain. Okay. Well, we both have an NFL draft to go watch, and we can text each other in two hours uh, to see if anybody will roast us in a week whenever they hear this. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure I, it'll I happen. I am too. John, we did it. We both have had stressful weeks, but we did it. We recorded a podcast that will release on time. I am so proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, my friend. Love you, man. I will be back next week. See ya. See ya. Love you too. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching and listening today. If you enjoyed it, two things. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And the second thing is, I share it on your social media. You know, there's there's a little share button wherever you are watching or listening to this. Share it. Uh, you know, say like, hey, this episode wasn't terrible. Uh, I mean, say that. I don't even care if that's what you say. Like, just share it with people to let people know that you are listening to this. Uh, don't be too embarrassed. I know some of you are, but you know. Let you let your what is it? Let your peacock wings fly or whatever they say. What, strut like a peacock on social media about you listening to Fort the Catholic. Can you tell this is the end of the episode and I've run out of things to say? Uh, but yeah, we're growing organically, so help us help us grow. Share it with your friends if you enjoyed it. They might as well uh, connect with us on social media at Taylor Stroll on Twitter on. Instagram at Fort the Catholic on Facebook and Twitter as well. Uh, I'll connect with you guys next week. Love you.